B-sides. B-sides. I still feel like our intros are getting worse somehow. They stay on par with the movies. That is fair, unfortunately. Here we are behind the hype again. Me host always Brian Dressel. With me as always is Chewy Darso. Hello. And Jonathan Hardesty. Howdy, howdy. This week, I decided that we had to back out of the other movie we're going to cover, which I don't remember what it was now, because I was tired of doing bad movies, so I selected a, well, <laughs> slightly better movie. <laughs> ever, ever so slightly better. Uh, still still pretty not great. Um, we are, we're learning pretty quick that the, uh, the B-sides are B-sides for a pretty good reason. <laughs> for, for a reason. <laughs> which I do find funny, and from an educational standpoint, is very interesting that, yeah, movies fade out of existence uh, because they're not that great. Which is a bummer for all the people who worked on them, but uh, at the same time. Uh, it turns out I didn't need to revisit the gift. <laughs> nope. It is just okay. Yeah, it, it sure is fine. But the, the interesting thing about it is, like, the deck is stacked in its favor. So it's kind of a bummer that it didn't turn out better. And I think that's mostly where I'm going to kind of rest today, is that this movie is good... But it's a shame it's not amazing. Um, oh yeah, given the talent involved, like oh yeah, watching the credits really is just like talent, 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 talent. It's well, not an amazing story. No, it's not. But that's what I mean. Is like, but with these people involved, they could have made it one. Um, but really quick, let, let me give you a quick breakdown of the movie, then then we'll start diving into it. So the gift takes place in the south. I don't remember where. Um, there's a woman who uh, does uh, psychic readings for people, not with tarot cards, but tarot-ish. I don't remember what type of cards they are. Um, and she's got some uh, regulars who always need her to do a reading. Um, and one of those regulars is Hilary Swank, who's incredibly abusive. Uh, Christian Wright, insane husband, is played by Keanu Reeves, um, who does not like the fact that he keeps beating his wife. And then whenever he does that, people tell her to leave him. And he's like, I just don't fucking understand this. I'm a great guy, except for the fact that I beat the <laughs> shit out of my wife and cheat on her constantly. But don't you tell her to leave me. Um, and so lo and behold, she tells him to leave him quite a few times. Uh, meanwhile, there's Katie Holmes and Greg Kinnear who are just about to get married, but Katie Holmes just can't stop herself from sleeping with everything, uh, in the town. Um, or I guess we really only know of two guys, but they imply that she, uh, she gets around, I guess. I mean, she's gonna marry mm-hmm. Greg Kinnear. He looked pretty boring, so go get it, girl. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, um, <laughs> she is, uh, found out by Greg Kinnear who just can't handle the fact that she's sleeping with other men. So, of course, he kills her because that's what you do. And then realizing that he's going to be caught, he chucks her in Keanu Reeves' lake because he was she was sleeping with Keanu Reeves. So Keanu Reeves takes the fall. He goes to jail because Kate Blanchett, the psychic, can read all of this happening and gives clues and what yada, yada, yada. He goes to jail. They have the wrong guy. Uh, it turns out Greg Kinnear did it. And, uh, yeah. Gia Ranavici is there as well for some reason. To be <laughs> he's a just around. Yeah, sad story. He's really there to be a side sad story and then to be a MacGuffin ghost at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, to barely explain that, this is the worst breakdown I've ever done. Barely to explain that, uh, basically he uh, he goes nuts because his dad abused him as a child. They don't really say to the extent of the abuse, but you can kind of guess. Uh, and uh, so he then kills himself when he's institutionalized after lighting his dad on fire. 
uh, and that frees him to go be a ghost and intervene in the potential murder of Kate Blanchett by Greg Kinnear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she realized that he was a ghost. That's that's it though. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> like, oh, he's a ghost. Credits. <laughs> okay. It's and since I've been watching the show Medium, uh, that really ruined this movie for me. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's like an episode of Medium, except you know a different cast. It's a lot. It was pretty similar to that. It's shockingly similar to episodes of Medium. I'm not a huge fan of Medium, and maybe that's why I'm less of a fan of this movie now than I was uh, back when I saw it. But I I don't know. I, I think the the amount of people in it, the uh, I, I can't speak to how good of a writer Billy Bob Thornton is, but you know. But when you see his name show up, when you see his name show up, you're kind of assuming whether right or wrong, you're assuming a level of talent. Exactly. This is early on. This is the year 2000. Kate Blanchett is in her early 30s. She's younger in this movie than we are now. I know. That's so fucking weird. Uh, And she's a mother of three. (laughs) They were busy. Yeah, they were busy. Like she definitely had a kid when she was like 19. I bet she didn't see that coming. (laughs) Um. Well, they explain that in Medium. The closer you are to it, you can't read them. Chewie yeah. should have uh, explained yeah, the, that before I got there. The closer you are to a person or a situation, the less uh, valuable information you receive about it. Cause ah, it's gotcha. Such a, such a bummer for those yeah. mediums. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you just, like, just looking at, like, if you couldn't catch all the names that we've said so far, directed by Sam Raimi, written by Billy Bob Thornton, uh, stars Kate Blanchett, Katie Holmes, Keanu Reeves, Giovanni Ribisi, Greg Kinnear, Hilary Swank, Kate, uh, Kim Dickens is in this, Gary Cole is in this. Uh, Rosemary Harris, a.k.a. Aunt May. J.K. Simmons is in this. Chelsea like, Ross. I, I don't remember who he is. Oh, dad. yeah, yeah. He's he's pretty great and stuff, too. Like, John Beasley. He's there for a moment. I can barely remember who was in this. But either way, yes. The, the amount of people in this is nuts. Like, yeah. It's a very impressive cast. Mm-hmm. And just watching that cast list hit, you're just like, wait, them? Them? Yeah. Them? Wow, I'm in for a treat. And then and at the end credits, you're like, oh. Is Greg Kinnear doing what Greg Kinnear always does? You know, the well-intentioned dude who, you know, gets taken advantage of by women later, and he might turn out to actually be a douche. Yeah, and like it's it's funny when you look at this now. Like the big names in this thing were like Keanu Reeves and Katie Holmes, and then Keanu Reeves disappeared for a while. Katie Holmes disappeared basically forever. Keanu Reeves is back at it now, which is great, but he had a bit of a slump there for a bit. But like. Everybody else still works. Like, Kate Blanchett's still crushing it. Gianna Verbisi does everything. Greg Kinnear still works. Hilary Swank still works. Like, all these people are still out there and doing stuff. Except for Michael Jeter. R.I.P., man. Well, yeah, Michael Jeter died about, like, a year after this. Or I bet he would still be working, because that guy was one of the best uh, character actors out there. Um, But that alone makes this movie at least somewhat enjoyable to watch, because, like, you have just nothing but A-lister after A-lister after A-lister. And it's like, all these guys together, you'd imagine you'd have something amazing. And I, my guess is that's the only reason that it's not horrible. Because everybody here is insanely talented. Like, Sam Raimi is a wonderful director who just kind of got destroyed by one project. <laughs> Fuck you, Oz, the great and powerful. Um, it would be a pretty big slog of a movie without the talent and the acting. Because there isn't much in the way of action. There really isn't much in the way of horror. It's more of a thriller than anything else. Yeah, you and a little s- bit of a drama. You get some horror elements, like when uh, Keanu Reeves is stalking her and like breaking into her house. Like you get some of that suspense horror ish stuff, but never, never too much. Well, and then there was that scene with uh, Katie Holmes uh, when she shows back up, like in the bat the bathroom. Kate uh, Blanchett's character is getting seeing visions, and she's like, "Fuck oh, you!" Yeah, with all the thing. chains and all that. Like that was like the closest thing we ever got to a Sam Raimi thing. 
Yeah. Like, I, I don't know a lot about the, the background of this movie. I didn't really dig too deep into it. Um, and by not too deep, I mean I didn't dig into this at all. Um, but it is kind of interesting in the way of, like, it, it didn't feel like they were trying to, like, snuff out Sam Raimi. Like, it didn't feel like he was noted to hell or anything like that. But it also felt, like, very restrained. And not in a way that was, like... It wasn't upsetting, but, like, I'd seen Simple Plan, and Simple Plan is a very good thriller movie. Billy Bob Thornton, um, Bill Paxton's in it. It's just a good movie. Nothing trying to be horror, nothing about it. It's like, it shows that he can do things beyond kind of the goofy horror. And this one felt like he was still trying to flex that muscle, but he's also making a horror movie. And it felt like he didn't know how to do horror outside of his brand of horror. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Like, I feel like I'm kind of wording it weird. Uh, a little bit. Like... Or just that, like, the way the thing was written didn't lend to anything useful from Sam Raimi. Like, That's possible, yeah. Uh, like, there's no there's no elements in there that he can flourish on. It's just <laughs> southern drama. Like, yeah, it's supposed to be... She's supposed to be kind of a meek, gentle character who just gets feelings and occasionally a vision. Like, she's not a ghost whisperer. She's not a what's the right a conduit or whatnot like she no. doesn't get possessed and then you can speak to the dead through her none of that's a thing she's just following her instincts which doesn't really make for a very flashy movie no and it's like um, I'm, I'm thinking of the drag me to hell movie much later um uh written by sam raimi and i think it's directed by him as well Yes, uh, where she, the lady, the main character, is just assaulted by like Sam Raimi craziness, and that's kind of what I was thinking of going into this. That this Kate Blanchett's character would be seeing a lot more visions, a lot more horrifying things that would make her meek or make her a little bit more reserved. Like every corner could be a horror thing. That's kind of what I was thinking of going into this. Or could even like have the opposite effect of like she's kind of this meek. Like I just do fortune telling, and the crazier shit gets the more emboldened she gets. She becomes a stronger character. Just something. Yeah. Instead, it's just kind of neither. You could drink. You can make a drinking game out of every time she pulls her clothes in around her. <laughs> you could. Like, all right, I got to put my cardigan on so I can wrap that around me a little more tight. Oh, I will man. never ten... actually button the cardigan, but well, I ten years ago, I could have. <laughs> ten years ago, I could have taken that drinking challenge and been okay, but now, no. God, if I had to finish the beer by the time the movie was over, I might be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. That's not true. I could totally finish a beer. I, I, I'm 35. <laughs> Matt. Um, <laughs> you know, he's British, and we don't know how math works there. That's true. It's a whole different country. Numbers are different. <laughs> <laughs> they got different math over there. Um, but like, when it does do those horror moments, I am enjoying it. Like, whenever they actually do start to, like, flex the story beyond Hillary Swank and Keanu Reeves' marriage, I'm kind of into it. It's just, it's very thin. Like, there's not really a lot for you to grab onto. Like, I can get really into this idea of this medium slash fortune teller who's not really the most well-versed in her own power. She's just pretty good at reading cards. Yeah. Who then is like, oh, wow, I actually have a legit power here. Like, when she sees her grandma or Aunt May come out of the woods and is like, hey, there's a storm coming. <laughs> Uh, get ready, because you're about, like, shit's going to get nuts. Like, that could have been the greatest omen for shit getting nuts. And, like, if she had never had that sort of vision before, like, holy shit, 
shit is gonna get nuts. I just saw my grandma in the backyard. This is insane. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's just like, the storm is coming. It, it's a light rain. Um, be sure to bring <laughs> your windbreaker. And an umbrella is not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just didn't quite get off the chain. No. Yeah. And yeah, it, even at the end, Buddy Cole slash Giovanni Ribisi's character says, "You're the soul of this town." To her, you don't. That seems like a really odd line because she seems like she's more like on the outskirts emotionally, at least. Like you don't really see anything about her being the soul of the town. Right, and no one actually re- reacts to her like that, other than Giovanni Ribisi's character. Yeah, and like everyone, maybe Hilary like, Swank, maybe. Kind Maybe. of. No, Hillary just uses her. Like yeah. Hillary doesn't seem to actually care about her at all. She definitely wasn't on her side during the trial. Oh yeah. So yeah. Right. I, and like after this whole thing is done, after this whole scenario ends, it's not like the town is any better off. They just solved the murder. And like I, I, I'm not convinced after this that the town will flourish because of what she did. It's just it'll life goes on. You're yeah. Still going to be the people, the person that we all kind of <laughs> lift our noses at. And if anything, this town needs a big feminist movement because all the men suck. Oh, my God. The only guy in this movie that didn't suck was the father. Just because he was really upset about his daughter being murdered. Yeah, but he Correct me if I'm too. wrong, because I did kind of fade out for about a th- 20 minutes of this movie where I'm kind of like, all right, I get it. Um, J.K. Simmons, beyond being a butthead in the beginning, does <laughs> kind of come around. He wasn't as bad by the end, right? Not they don't really show him being yeah. J.K. Simmons' character is not really like after they find the body, he's more like this sucks that she was right, but she was right. I got nothing. But he's also a very much a what's the word? Jackass. No, the one where you let other guys be terrible. Oh, um, Jackass. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was he was the type enabler of enabler there we are. he was an enabler sheriff like he clearly knew who was shitty and who wasn't and he wasn't gonna do anything about it and one and the other deputy or whatnot that comes over after Keanu Reeves breaks into her house pretty much said he's my friend I'm not gonna do anything about it yeah no you're right like they're all just terrible they're either enablers or they're shitty and if she's the soul of this town I don't think that sheriff would have been like don't worry about it yeah he he shoots squirrels which side note, like what could you find a least a lesser menacing animal for him to be like a hunter of? Like, yeah, we shoot squirrels. Then Keanu Reeves calls her, Have you ever skinned a squirrel? It's like Yeah. Well like, no, but it doesn't really bother me that much. It's a squirrel. Squirrels yeah. are cute, but it's not like have you ever skinned a black bear? It's like, oh well that would have taken some work. Yeah, like some effort. You are serious about this. Yeah, a squirrel sounds like <laughs> a hobby. It's a weird hobby. You might want to find a new one, but it's I I'm not I'm not horrified of you. Yeah. I'm right. not a squirrel. And then, like, when he sneaks into her house uh, and then rearranges her cards on the bed. Well, that would be scary just because she has kids. And well, that's yeah, like that, someone's like, been in my house. That I get that. But the, his big move is to write, what, Satan on her bed? With cards. With uh, cards. Like, let's not set aside. Like, let's not diminish how long that would take to get the cards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would take a little while. <laughs> It's, for, it's it would be, longer it would than a faster minute. Faster if he just used like duct tape, which I thought it was duct tape at first, and then I realized it was her cards. I just I love the idea of Keanu Reeves like I'm gonna write out Satan in her cards. S A T. Fuck, I'm out of cards. All right, I gotta make them smaller. All right. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was way too detailed on this for the deck of cards. <laughs> I wanted it to be the whole bed. I, I don't have enough cards. I got to give me a small. <laughs> right. So it's... then, like, by that time, everyone's left the house and they're safe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's just think it, about the logic, shall we? It's just the character of Donnie Barksdale is, like, absolutely irritating because he's, like, super religious, very much a winch hunter type of person. He's, like, an all around, like, idea of a terrible cis white man wrapped up into one. And he's a ladies' man. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's a ladies' they man. They make a make the note of that that he's a ladies' man. <laughs> Let's not forget kind of... he's a total douchebag for sure, and uh, should definitely be in jail for you know stalking and hunting a woman. He's still Keanu Reeves. He's a good looking guy. I mean, yes, he's a good looking guy. He's still attractive. But... He's, he still looks like Keanu Reeves, but and they, they it, couldn't dress him down. Those, like your attitude is so ugly, you take away from your pretty face. Oh, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you at all. But they're saying he's a ladies' man. He is Keanu Reeves. But it's just like, what the? F- I'm just annoyed at his wife. Well, the, the what problem is, she is staying with him for? The problem is when you're confronted with his character and all the all the bullet points, you almost have to ask the writer to show your work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, where did you come up with this answer and this formula that he's you got good looking Keanu Reeves and he he's acts bad, says bad, but he's a ladies' man too. But he you have to dress him down, like. S- something's not adding up here. <laughs> yeah, they never show him be a ladies' man. They never even show him be nice. Like, no. like just that moment of like, if you just show him like one moment, even with Katie Holmes, like his his side hustle, if you will, um, like just a moment of like tenderness between them, where you can kind of see like why she's going for him. Anything, because all we get is the asshole one hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. and like except for when he's in court putting on a show, which I just a brief moment. I do enjoy the court sequence like as far as like the whole like uh the cross-examination i love it like i think it's great with uh when they put Kate Blanchett on the stand and they cross-examine her and they make her look like a fool and you can see uh michael jeter sitting down like i got this shit buttoned up like there is no way they're sending my client to jail because she seems like a loon i'm good to go but honestly why does it even matter if she seems like a loon? Because oh, the body was in yeah, his you, lake. Yeah, you can't. As soon as you start pushing that button, it's like, oh, this scene falls apart. Um, Again, show your work. Yeah, like I don't disagree I don't with think you. Anyone would give a crap that she just happened to guess that she, he was in. She like, guessed that it was there. She was there. And if so, anything, you should be wondering whether or not she was an accomplice. Yeah, that's that's a much better question. <laughs> but to be fair, what I was saying is like I like that he sits down. Like, okay, I've won this case. All right, Donnie. Get on that stand. And he gets on that stand. He's like, I'm a good Christian man. Uh, I promise to tell the truth today. Yes, I have been cheating on my wife. Yes, I have beat my wife. Yes, I've done this, that, and the other. Um, but I did not kill that woman. All right, but you said this woman, she's a witch, fuck her! And just completely loses his mind. And it's like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. well, there goes your case. You, you were so close to being free. Uh, but um, screaming witch, 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 as you're pulled off the stand, yeah, they're going to think you're a murderer. <laughs> Yep, a little yep. emotional. A little emotional. Uh, but I did kind of like that touch of it. I, I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. I'm really trying my damnedest to be nice to this. Because as soon as you start talking like one scene, like, this worked. It's like, yeah, but with, these are the hundred reasons it didn't. It's like, oh, fuck, you're right. I mean, but that's it's, why it's just a fine movie. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, there's nothing outwardly terrible about it like the other ones. No, even, like, this is, like prime katie holmes is in everything time and like if you remember that time in the 2000s when she was done with what show is she on some party of five dawson's dawson's creek, creek which she's coming creek, off yeah. of dawson's creek she wasn't that great of an actor she had this thing where she always talked out of one side of her mouth which was really weird uh kind of aw shucks 
Like yeah, the very aw shucks talking. I mean, even yeah. her photo on IMDb, she's doing the aw shucks face. That's, she, just, that's just her face. Yeah, but she was never that phenomenal. And this reeks of one of those movies of like their agent being like, look, you're a teenage heartthrob. You need to do something edgy. Like, you need to go out there and prove that you're not just this one thing. Like, that's what this role just really feels like to me. I thought she stepped up to the plate. Like, she didn't really have too much to do here. She had to be the cheating wife. But I thought she did a pretty good job with it. Like, mm -hmm. especially, I mean, giving her a big grain of salt, because, like, I'd seen her, like, I remember teaching Mrs., or killing Mrs. Tingle, whatever that was. Uh. That was fucking horrible. And largely her fault. Uh, well, not her <laughs> fault. I shouldn't be that mean to her. She was just bad in it. Um, but I thought she was good enough in this. I, I thought she kept up with the rest of the very A-list talent, which is very difficult to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think she was the one who belonged in the Sam Raimi version of this. Yeah, like that. That she out of all of them, out of all of them, she made sense with Sam Raimi as a director. And maybe in a different role, Giovanni Ribisi. In this one, it was just kind of like that that Giovanni Ribisi role that he just kept doing over and over and over in this time period because it's probably the only roles he was getting, which is a bummer because he's. I mean, for my money, one of the most talented actors working today. So it, it was kind of like, he's in that rut. He did a very good job with that role, but he didn't really have much to do. Like, this wasn't him, you know, flexing his muscles or trying. This is just kind of, this is his bread and butter. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I mean, that that's why you, you know, experts are experts for a reason. <laughs> I don't really know where I'm going with this. I, I, I don't want to be too mean to it, and I don't really have a lot of nice things to say. So I'm kind of running out of gas. What, what have we missed in this that is really worthwhile? worthwhile or not worthwhile like something that like that actually got you well to i like the score i like the score to this like i mean it seems silly to jump to a score and kind of like a reach but at the same time it's like i got the feel of like i got the feel of where we were sure like right away from like note one i was like oh this is kind of the the pace that we're gonna get with in this movie and the movie largely honored that pace that was set forward by the beginning score in the movie so i thought that was well done the the slow south. Yeah, the slow south, and I do enjoy when the music, the soundtrack, can kind of get you in the headspace of where the movie's at structurally, and it did that well. Sure, I could see that. Is there anything that you loved, hated, really moved you on this one? No. Then nothing really <laughs> stands out other than Kate Blanchett being Kate Blanchett. She's she's the reason to see the movie like the production design doesn't really have much standing out no it's very minimal and there really isn't much in the way of special effects and the plot it's really hard <laughs> it's since i'm watching it this sort of thing at on an episodic right now it's like literally an episode of medium that's not what you want to hear. <laughs> Except her husband's dead this time. Yeah. Oh. And she... Well, is Medium doing it better? And, like, well, what what are they doing? Like, Well, medi I... Medium, the reason I like it is because, yes, it's a little supernatural. Yes, she's getting messages from these ghosts that are dead. And it comes in pieces the same as it does in this movie, where she doesn't really get the full vision until later. Uh but it's all about the relationship between her and her husband and her kids and her co-workers and how they do or don't believe her, how it affects their lives personally and all that. Like, I mean, she has to keep it secret because, you know, she's working for a district attorney and 
the legal system kind of frowns upon saying, yeah, my psychic is one of my biggest detectives. Like, so she, she just can't be known as a psychic like she is in this show or in this movie. Okay. But you don't really get that. You don't really get much interaction between her and her kids. Like the every time her young son, like her eldest son, says, "I want to talk about daddy," she tells him to go away. Oh yeah, she she totally it's does. It's kind of mean. Well, at the end of the movie, they warm up I and mean, they have yeah, a hug at his but grave. It's like, it's the good. scene plays very awkward, though. Even even in the dramatics of it, it's like, "Oh, we're supposed to end the scene now. Get out of here!" Like instead of like, "I'm trying to uh, uh, put a wall up." It yeah. felt very weirdly like I didn't quite get the I'm putting a wall up, get out of here more so that like I don't know how to do the rest of this theme. It, yeah, it was one of the things that really pulled me out of the movie because she's supposed to be such an empathetic character. And in medium, Patricia Arquette is a completely empathetic person who's always trying to help people. So the scene in this movie when her son comes in to her room says, why don't we ever talk about dad? Go away, she I'm says, reading. "I'm tired. Go away." Like that's I'm just reading a book. Ru- yeah, that <laughs> like ruins their relationship ideas right there. Like, you just made her a really cold, distant mother for some strange reason. I mean, yeah, that was a bad move. <laughs> it, the, the problem is when we try to find something that we that we like or as uh, positive, we're a negative is attached to it. We can't help but unravel the the ball of yarn even more. Yeah, it's just, it's such a weird beast like that. Like, I can see why this thing was forgotten. Like, because I, I can't yeah. see this being anyone's favorite movie. And I usually kind of hold to the theory that, like, there's a fan out there for pretty much every movie ever made. Um, even if it's the director's mom, there's still a fan out there somewhere for pretty much every movie. So I'm sure there's some people out there that love this thing and think it's some great horror masterpiece. And, you know, good for them, but, like... They're few and far between, mm-hmm. and like, that's definitely why this thing is kind of like faded. Like we're not going to see a four K steelbook release of the gift. I, I, just, no. I just don't see it coming. <laughs> Although if one shows up, let us know. I'm curious. No. <laughs> I mean, they might do a remake someday, and they'll like really jazz it up. I don't think they'll do that. Like, I, I think this thing's just done. Mm. I think the only people reviving it right now is us. Uh. <laughs> Um, and with that, I think we've come to a close. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, we've we've kind of strangled this one to death. Ah. Yeah, yep, there that is. <laughs> All right, so let's do a. I definitely don't have a quote for this, so let's do quotes and or favorite moments uh, if you got one. Um, if you don't, this week I, I kind of get it. Uh, I like it when Keanu Reeves throws his hat at the little boy and then says, "Give me my hat." That was, a, that was a move, so he could grab the kid. I know. He's smart. He's a good move. He's a smart dick. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to follow up with... <laughs> my moment is actually in that same moment. It's when Giovanni Ribisi shows up behind them. He's oh, like, yeah, that's great. Hey, you all right? And he's like, he just told me they're going to kill my mom. Or he's like, he's going to take my mom and light her on fire. Oh, he did. And he just gets out of the car. <laughs> just like grabs the crowbar, just starts walking. He's like, Bobby, you mind your own business. And just that line of, I intend to. It just starts wailing on his car. It's just like, <laughs> holy shit. He's the most empathetic character in the movie. He really is. He's very distraught and terrible, broken person, but he feels. He, he definitely feels. That's a good moment. I yeah. like that one. No, I like it even more when he looks back at the little boy like, you all right? The kid just runs away. <laughs> he just runs away. <laughs> it's a fair response. It's a dramatic moment for a 10-year-old. Yeah. 
Uh, Joel? Joel, Jesus Christ. John. What the F? <laughs> well, I even you know, messaged part of... Binge Buddies first. <laughs> like, the link to this episode. My brain well, is I'm broken. Joel, and da 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 da. I, I don't even. Uh, I don't Joel didn't even, even record with us this week. Where is my yeah, head? Sorry, sorry, Joel. You you thought you had two daughters. Now you have two boys. You said Joel too. I said did that on purpose. Oh my god. Now I'm confused. Who am I? <laughs> uh, so You're not my scene, my, my scene is the icing, the chocolate icing scene before the <laughs> before the uh, Giovanni Ribisi oh bar situation. <laughs> It's when the kid just eats all the icing and she's like, oh my God, you're gonna, it's going to put you in a coma. And I can relate. That's like parenthood relating. If you leave any food unattended, it especially, is gone. Especially good tasting food. I remember yeah. trying to make chocolate chip cookies once with corn. I'm like, all right, just all right, we got this going, this going. Corn had no interest in helping whatsoever. But I opened the, <laughs> when I opened the chocolate chips, suddenly he was right there. More than willing to help. <laughs> No, don't put them in there. Just put them in my mouth. I'll, I'll do it, my corn. No, if you do it, you have to put them in the bowl. Okay. <laughs> you are lying. <laughs> bowl of my mouth. <laughs> Double features. I have a great one. And I, and I mean actually great one, and I absolutely would do this double feature. Hmm. Both from the early 2000s, both meh, both take place in the South. Skeleton Key. Hmm. Oh, okay. I actually think they'd pair well together. I, okay. That's all I'm going to say on it. Uh, I'm going to say Stigmata. Because <laughs> it's a woman who gets possessed, and she is not meek, and she's quite upset about the entire situation. It's a much better movie. I just Here's the weirdest complaint about that movie possible. Are you ready for it? Yes, I'm bracing for impact. I have trouble seeing Patricia Arquette as a young person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like I feel bad about that, but it's like she's supposed to be like a punky young person. I'm like, but you're Patricia Arquette. She's always kind of looked the same age her whole life. Okay, uh, I, so it's no, not a... I'll admit it. I'll admit it. But I love her Patricia Arquette. I she do too. I think she's wonderful. But uh, I just that's my major complaint no, with that movie. I'm just she's like... just one of those people that once she turns 16, she looked one age, and then there she is. Yeah. If we it do happens it, to like, dudes all the time too. It does for sure. If, if we ever do a spin-off uh, podcast, it should be a podcast where we get, have the weirdest complaints about movies. Why I can't watch this movie. Why I can't watch this she's movie. She's great or... in it. She just, and she doesn't look old by any stretch. She's beautiful. She just yeah. doesn't look like a young person. <laughs> it I, think I, I think it would be great. She looks exactly the same in Medium, except for the fact that she does look like she had three daughters. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, for my double feature, um, I'm going to go with Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon. Oh. Yeah. Kind of a solving a mystery of someone's murder, and then there's more spookiness in that one. So if you're like, "Where's the spookiness?" You can jump right to Stir of Echoes. He has visions too, right? In that movie. Yeah, I only saw that uh, one once. It was a, it was like a, a psychic thing. Like he had a visitation. It was like, "Oh yeah, do me, do my palm reading or whatever." And then it kind of unlocks something with him, and he gets haunted by the um, doctor from House, the the woman doctor from House, in her uh, younger role. And uh, wild. No, 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 no. <laughs> the other girl. one, the other one, the, oh, yeah, uh, the frowny face I one. I never remember nope. her name. That was. Uh, She's in once as well. Yeah. Um, once upon a time. Um, Elizabeth that... Swan. Let's just call her that. Yes. Yes. Kira Knightley. No. Oh my God. <laughs> was it Joel? Elizabeth? It was definitely Swan. In <laughs> Once Upon a Time. Elizabeth Swan is definitely Kira Knightley from P- uh, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I forgot her first name <laughs> in Once Upon. Yeah, um, 
Susan Swan. I don't know. <laughs> it's been forever since I've watched like one season of that show. I haven't um, had a legit jinx moment in a very long time. I'm very proud of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Wilde? We both thought we were so funny. <laughs> but yes. So I'd pair that with. Have it after so you have something to look forward to. Something to wake you up. <laughs> That's fair. All right. So with that, I, I think it's time to uh, to say goodbye. We do a very quick round of plugs. I'm going to say it. That's it. Uh, for this show and every other show on the ATH Network, be sure to check out ATHpod.com. Uh, over at Binge Buddies, we're still in season two of What We Do in the Shadows for who, what, when, where, and why we do in the shadows. And it's uh, it's been fantastic. I love doing that show. It is so much fun. Um, I'm not sure what we're doing next yet. We haven't really talked about it. Uh, we are pretty sure we're not doing season three. Like We might just do like a couple of seasons at a time. Um, but we're, we're kind of figuring it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out soon. Uh, John, what's your plug? Uh, Demon Days, now is your chance to catch up with all the previous episodes. We're about to record another batch here fairly soon. And uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. Big fights, big battles, and uh, big revelations. Very cool. Uh, yeah, so that should do it. Be sure to tune in next week when we cover the absolute most amazing guaranteed to be the best movie that we covered this entire month of b-sides john carpenter's ghost of mars yay it, it's uh it's not a very good movie and i'm tired Woo-hoo. of watching these somewhat okay movies let's just go for a bad one fuck it yeah there we go yep so uh enjoy ghost of mars it is delightfully terrible and uh, the gore is just the right level of wrong so uh, that's all I'm going to say. Enjoy. Ice right. cubes in it. How bad could it be? <laughs> oh. <Woo-hoo. laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone, so much. Bye. See you later, bozos.